<clears throat> I wasn't ready. Um, hi. Okay, so yeah, I'm doing podcast thing again. Uh, my schedule has gotten super busy. I teach around 20 to 30 lessons a week right now um and that's not even including training rides um so I cannot do the podcast on Wednesdays anymore but I have been taking my day off a lot more seriously and I've been like truly devoting Mondays as my day off um I still go to the barn in the evening but other than that I am trying to like spend Mondays getting other things done. It usually involves me doing paperwork and bookkeeping and going to the bank and running errands, but it's still a day that I can get other things done. So I'm going to start posting this on Monday. I can't guarantee you a time, but yeah, it's going to be on Monday. So, yeah, anyways, um, I definitely need, like, new equipment if I'm going to do this. I'm terrible with technology. I'm really lazy about it. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm trying. (laughs) And I changed my mind a lot about, like, what I'm going to focus on. And so I changed my Instagram name again and my name on here, um, because it's kind of, to me, it's, like, more of the theme of what the podcast is really about, is, like, how horses play such a critical role in my life outside of horses, um, and, like, outside of training, how all of the things that I apply to dealing with my clients and training my horses actually carries over to me, like, in my relationships, and my family, and how I'm able to, like, handle my emotions and all that, um, So, yeah, I decided to change it to Horses Saved Me or Saved by Horses. I don't even know. Isn't that great? I think it's saved saved by horses. Um, And I definitely am going to continue to talk about, like, other aspects of my life, but I really think that it would be more positive for me to focus mostly on the horses. Um, And I'm still kind of deciding on, like, what direction to go with my personal Instagram account if I'm going to make it all just about, like, my horses, um, and what I'm doing with them, along with some stuff that's going on outside of, like, the horse training and stuff, or if I'm gonna keep it, if you have any thoughts or opinions, not that there's, like, so many of you, but, um, I just need, like, some guidance, (laughs) like, some advice, I'm trying, but, (laughs) um, so yeah, I just need a lot of content help, but anyways, so, uh, let's just start in what I originally was wanting to talk about. Basically, um, my business has exploded very quickly, and I was not ready. (laughs) Um, I have horses, yes, but they aren't really lesson horses, and now they have become lesson horses, and it's good and bad, because it's super great that they are making a living, um, not really a living, but they are making, you know, a contribution, and seeing other people love them is really rewarding, but then it's also slightly painful, because these are the horses that I got for a reason, because they had certain training issues, and 
and it can be very easily like undone. <laughs> so it's a little rough for me at the same time. Um, and Lacey is like primary lesson horse, but she is going to retire from jumping in November of 2021. And um, I really only like her to be ridden by like one person uh, consistently and instead of getting used a bunch of her lessons because her hawks are basically shot. She's had a very long strenuous career um, and I am doing lots of maintenance on her and she doesn't jump any higher than two foot on occasion right now um and she does like training level dressage that's the max and she does trail ride and things like that and she's ridden regularly because she's leased right now um but I try not to use her for lessons <laughs> um and I really like the kid that's leasing her because she just adores her she comes out like every day and helps around the barn and really knows the routine and pays close attention to all the horses she's very eager to learn and then you know she's also paying Lacey's lease fee I still pay Lacey's vet and farrier just because like it would be pretty expensive so in exchange she also works for me so it's like a good enough deal um but yeah, so that's going on, and so then I've had to use, like, all my other horses for lessons, and it's quite entertaining. Uh, Kabler is actually going to be leased soon, and I don't really use him for lessons, and I can't, um, so that takes two horses out, and Claire, my super nice dressage prospect, is kind of wasting away I know that's a kind of a harsh and extreme thing to say because she's not a wasted horse like she's getting ridden she's getting taken care of she gets plenty of turnout but I think that um she has a lot of potential as a dressage horse um and dressage has become my primary discipline but she's currently leased and <clears throat> to a girl who does the hunters which is fine um but she's never gonna be valuable as a hunter which I think people disagree with that because she's not a pony and she's not a horse she's a very small horse and she's definitely not a pony though I have her measured she has a card and a USDF USDF sorry a lifetime registry and on both of those, it says 15-1. And I've had a vet measure her, but um, for her to be valuable as a hunter, she really would need to be a large pony. Um, so it's just a tricky thing. There's a lot in the hunters that make it um, tricky. I do value the hunters, and I do think it's important that everyone, you know, ride it. And especially if you're a beginner and you're learning it's really important you learn like leads and paying attention to striding and rhythm super super important um <clears throat> but I just don't think she's a hunter personally um she's definitely a dressage horse and you can kind of tell when she goes around and it's like no right 
Uh, and I've had to use her for some more intermediate slash beginner lessons as well. And she just has gotten really stiff in the bridle and her canner has gotten really flat. And like prior to um, having all these lesson people come in, I was starting to introduce like canner to halt. That's how good her canner had gotten and it's just not there anymore. So I kind of have this dilemma of making a decision to continue to use her for lessons and leases because I don't have enough horses, bottom line, or pull her from the program and continue to develop her as an upper-level dressage horse, um, which is very conflicting because I'm teaching so much that I honestly don't always have time, uh, but she's going to be eight and is just so behind that it's crazy, and I already dealt with a lot of guilt with Kapler from him getting so behind that I really just don't want to go through it again with her. So with that said, I decided to start just trying to find lesson horses. I didn't ever want lesson horses or a lesson program, but this is what's come to me. And all of these clients that have come to me are incredible, amazing. I don't know how I got so lucky. But they are currently not in a situation to buy a horse and put it in full training. Um, so they need horses to ride. And I just like really don't want to own any more horses. But I also need horses. So it's just this really complicated thing. And um, but I'm trying to decide the best thing to do and the best way to go about that. I have a client that lets me use two of her horses for lessons. But... They are limited and, um, you know, she still wants to be able to ride them a couple of days a week and I have to be very careful about how much uh, one of them in particular gets ridden. And so I think these are two things that like people don't think about when they come to a bar and start riding, but it's like eating me alive. It's like all I think about all day and night is how to keep students happy and learning but also keep horses healthy and happy and learning and so forth. And I have a very small barn. I only have five stalls. Um, I don't plan on being really, really big. I think like 10 to 12 horses max is what I'll always be. Um, I have two people who own their own horses and would make incredible uh, boarders and customers. And um, I've been driving, doing a lot of driving to them. But I don't have the facility. So then it's like maybe instead of getting a lesson horse, using that money to, you know, expand my facility so I can grow my boarding and training program, which is what I really actually want to do. Um, so it's just things are just like really good. I shouldn't complain because I actually have somewhat of a business, which is amazing. Um, and I've come such a long way from where I started, um, but it's also just, like, a lot <laughs> to manage, because mostly, like, financially, it's, it's a lot. I almost just burnt my mouth. So, yeah, I think those are, like, a lot of things that people, I guess, like, the takeaway from this is that, like, I don't think that's stuff that people think about when they go to ride at a barn is, like, it, I think they put a lot of uh, pressure on their trainer to find them a horse and provide them with these services but it's like 
do you not understand though what kind of strain that puts on them you know and being realistic about how much money you're really willing to spend and then understanding that that budget this is what that gets you and that might mean one lesson a week you know because people kind of want a lot for very little effort (laughs) um and horses is definitely one of those things regardless of how much money you have it's just like one of those things where you're gonna only get out of it what you put into it like the girl who's leasing Lacey it's not like she's super 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 well off Uh, but she works really really hard so she's able to make up for that and gets to ride more (laughs) so it's just that's just how it is but anyways it's exhausting though because I also still have to make money uh I don't even make enough to like support myself so I still live at home Mm -hmm. um but I am making enough now to like support what I do have um I don't know if it's like super inappropriate for me to be talking about finances on here, but it's just, I think, important though for people to understand, especially even those who want to be horse trainers. Like, are you prepared to work a lot and like it take forever and you do way more working than riding and showing and whatever it might be? And you're basically guaranteed nothing (laughs) in this so um can you emotionally handle that um so yeah that's the update on that and I feel really bad because um I know fairly well one of the girls that has a horse that would be great for my lesson program and I just feel bad because I don't want to leave her hanging or uh, put like a bad taste in her mouth about me Um, but it's just a lot of dynamics like where I would put him how much more it would cost me and then all that so but he would be wonderful he's a wonderful horse (laughs) um so, and I would love to be able to help her, but I got to make sure that it's the right thing for everybody. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Um, what else was I going to talk about? I guess I briefly talked about Claire in there. So yeah, if anyone has any thoughts or opinions, I talked to my vet about it and she's the best vet in the world. It made me feel a lot better about some of my feelings and concerns and frustrations and, and blah, blah, blah about my situation with Claire um but yeah if you have been in a similar situation where you're like it'd be really great to make some extra money um but I also like want to do right by this horse then you know hit me hit me up reach out I also will say that like the lease that I'm getting from her is not enough to even support paying for her lessons and um Claire's monthly care so it really wouldn't be a a financial loss if she wasn't leased but it does help it's like that saying of like every little bit counts kind of thing it's kind of one of those things but anyway so uh, also lead way from talking about Claire um, she got Potomac horse fever uh, which really sucked 
So I had the best students in the world and they all rallied around and helped me bleach and sanitize my whole entire barn. Um, Because at first we did not know for 100% certain if she had a virus or not, or if it was just a bacterial infection. So um, um, sorry, I was reading text about the potential lesson horse that I just got. Um, but anyway, so Potomac horse fever is not a virus. It's just really gross and not good for the horse that has it. Um, it is from most... F- they mostly get it from mayflies so and like dirty water or like if you live around standing water so i my farm is literally between a lake and a creek so all the standing water um they also love like lights at night and um i thought it was super cute that i had string lights at the front of my barn uh but it apparently was not so i had to like unplug those and take those down um because it was probably most likely attracting them literally to the barn. And then just, like, dirty water. They didn't have dirty water, <clears throat> but basically, I'm just now OCD freaking out, and I basically, like, check and clean their water, like, every other day in their water tanks, and their stalls were already getting cleaned. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of, like, the main sources, and one of the main symptoms is like really really awful diarrhea and that's what she had i had to scrub and strip her whole stall because it was literal water it there was nothing um there it was just it was literally water like it sounded like she was peeing and she wasn't um so it's really gross and it smells really bad and she just clearly didn't feel good so um I had the pleasure of being out late with my vet to give her IVs and tube her to give her bio sponge and she wouldn't swallow the tube. So it's like late at night. I've already had a long, scary, full day and uh, she will not swallow the tube and she busted a vessel and then she was bleeding everywhere and then we had to sedate her more and I was holding her head uh up on my shoulder and she just kind of bled all over me um so yeah that was fun uh and scary and sad because she's just such an angel of a horse that it was just like so sad to see her that defeated (laughs) um and it's gonna be expensive so yeah that happened potomac horse fever look out for it keep your water clean if they live around standing water um you know just be careful there is a vaccination for it but it's like not the most effective so that's why they don't like highly recommend vaccinating for it um so I'm going to have to decide if, like, I'm going to start vaccinating for it because it sometimes can end up just being, like, an added cost. Um, but also the fact that I do live around standing water uh, might be worth it just to, like, that added preventative just in case. Uh, for it to, like, truly be effective, you do have to do a lot of boosters for it. 
so my vet said that it was kind of that was kind of up to me um she is not in quarantine anymore which is great because she's not contagious and luckily her poop is somewhat normal again so she can start coming back in her stall um the same time this happened my like two main lesson horses and border horses had serious problems one was like crippled lame with no signs of injury he um elevated digital poles nothing he was just literally like dead lame farrier came out found nothing um and then the other horse was covered in awful awful hives with a um really really elevated respiratory rate so this like all happened at the same time (laughs) in the same day (laughs) Um, Claire took priority because, like, we were really concerned that she could have had a virus, and also, like, if Potomac goes untreated for a long time, then it can have some very serious and detrimental effects on the horse, so she was definitely, like, priority. Um, the other horse with hives, we did Dex, we did IV, um, and started her on 16 tablets twice a day of like Zyrtec just to like maybe see if it's some allergy thing. Um, Her respiratory rate has gone back to pretty normal, Um, but we are keeping close eye on that because she also is a horse that could be prone to laminitis and that can also be a sign of uh, laminitis flaring up. So um, I've had to keep a close eye on her and then the other horse I was like dead lame I had put him on butte just in the meantime to keep him comfortable and then he went went back to normal so I called my farrier and told him and he was like okay that's great but we don't know what's going on so take him off butte and see if he goes lame again and he did like instantly so um <clears throat> His owner is coming out tomorrow, so hopefully we can talk and try to finally get to the bottom of his thing. Um, But yeah, luckily Claire and the other horse are looking better. I'm still a little cautious, so I um, will not be teaching lessons until after Labor Day weekend because just it was a lot going on. And I didn't have enough horses. Um, I had three horse, four horses out because Grana is coming back, but is still technically out. I've used her like twice for a walk trot lesson. She's not into it, but it's whatever. Uh, desperate times. So um, that leads me into Grana. So Grana was had a serious injury and she just had like one thing after another and um she's coming back though I got cleared to canner her and so I've cannered her like three times and the third time I did a little more than the other two times and she seems to be doing fine I took her on a really long trail ride at the walk and she seemed seemed to be fine um, so I'm hoping that she is headed in the right direction. Ugh, I don't know. Um, she still has some, like, thickening through the tendon area of that leg. 
which has me concerned, but as far as I can tell, she doesn't seem lame, um, so we're just gonna have to see, I just really hope that we're gonna get to the other side of this with her, because I want my freaking horse back, uh, I have decided, though, that, um, Grenna will not be for lease, um, until kind of further notice I just need to focus on getting her back so yeah that's the update on everything it was crazy um I got two projects done with Zach and I hope that it lasts and that it works what we did we leveled and put mats down the whole front of the overhang of the barn because Remy and Samaran stand up there like basically all the time and just tear it up tear the ground up there's like holes and everything so we did that and hopefully the mats stay and it works and they won't keep digging holes and they'll just overall have a better surface to stand on when they're up there um we put another fan out there for them, and um, then Zach leveled and put rock, new rock down in the back dry lot that we've had a lot of drainage problems with, so just trying to take this week that things will be a little slower to get some projects done, so... yeah that's that so um yeah I'll keep you guys posted sorry I'm distracted um and if you have any questions feel free to reach out hopefully my next episode will be a little more informative uh I think I'm going to talk about finally talk about nutrition possibly Mm -hmm. uh and yeah so happy monday it's storming and i love it because i hate i'm a freak and i don't really like the sun (laughs) and hot weather and so this is like awesome weather to me i know like people are like "Ooh, it's raining and storm i don't like it this is freaking prime time i love it I'm a win a bitch. Okay. Have a good day. Bye.